Welcome back, or if it's your first time here, then thank you for joining us. This is the Dealer's Guide to dot 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 with me, Meg, also known as the Dungaree Dealer. It's the podcast where we talk about all things pregnancy, birth, and parenting. My aim is to share unbiased information alongside a bit of friendly chit chat to ensure that you head into parenthood feeling confident and excited for what's to come. If you're new to the podcast and would like to know more about me, then go and check out episode one for a little introduction and a big chat on hypnobirthing and the following episodes for some great birth and parenting preparation. And if you love the podcast, you can now leave me a little tip to say thank you via buy me a coffee. The link is in the show notes. This episode, I'm chatting to Fee, who's the family organiser, all about decluttering the mental load of parenting. Fee is a home organiser and personal doula who works tirelessly to help families reduce the chaos, clutter and overwhelm in their lives, both physically and mentally, in person and virtually. We discuss why we all need to declutter our parenting mental load, how to get started and the wider effects on our personal and family life that this can bring. So let's get right into it. I hope you enjoy the episode. Hi, thank you so much for coming on to the podcast. Um, Before we get into our topics for the day, do you want to give us a little introduction about who you are and what led you down the path of work that you do at the minute? Yeah, of course. Hi, thanks for having me. So I'm Fee and I run a business called The Family Organiser, which is, as it sounds, um, like home organising and decluttering, but with a real focus around um, making things work for your family and particularly with the season of life that you're in right now. I started the business, really, it was the consequence of seeing how, like, decluttering and simplifying had such a positive impact on my own life and really just to be able to help and support other mums and parents who found themselves in a similar position. I felt like really overwhelmed after I'd had my third baby and I just craved simplicity really. I just needed less of everything Um, and so yeah that kind of led me down this path and um yeah it's it's made it's made my life easier definitely yeah I think that's so relatable and especially because you're doing it at a time where we get so much stuff (laughs) like when you have a baby there is so much stuff coming into your home it's unbelievable you think that you've got to constantly buy all of these things and then everyone else is trying to give you their stuff or presents (laughs) yeah yeah for sure and it's also you don't have any time yeah. at that point in your life <laughs> or energy like time and energy are things that you're desperately in need of not more stuff so yeah and so what we was going to talk about today specifically is part of your work which is decluttering your mental load so did you want to sort of explain about how that came about and what what that is as well yeah of course so I don't I think it, it came about really because you can declutter a physical space and organise that, but the mental load and what's going on in your mind is so intrinsically linked to our physical environment that you, you kind of can't tackle one without the other, I don't think. Um, so I just I kind of take the same principles that I use for a physical space, but like flip them internally and help simplify I guess everything that's going on in our minds this constant internal dialogue that we have 
And and who is this for? Is it for parents, new parents, um, or is it kind of for anybody? Yeah, I think it's I think it's for anybody. Definitely, like with parents in mind, because I think that the the mental load really covers like the cognitive aspects of life, like the planning and the organising and anticipating, um, and then it's also the emotional aspects that come alongside that. So when you're thinking of buying a birthday present, that's a cognitive task that's on your list, but it becomes um, like an added layer on top of that when you bring emotion into it, like, you know, will they like the present? What if they've already got it? What if somebody else buys them that present? What if my children think that the present's a bit stupid and they're embarrassed of giving it to them? Or is it enough money that I've spent? You know, does it look like I've tried too hard or not tried hard enough? And so from this one sort of seemingly quite simple task of buying a present comes then (laughs) maybe, I mean, I don't know, maybe I've over-egged it a bit. Am I only the one thinking about this? (laughs) I'm worrying about it. Maybe it's not birthday presents for everyone, but I think tasks do involve an emotional like emotional decisions on top of that and I think that that is what needs simplifying to make life easier and also the fact that it just it just doesn't stop like your kids at any age there's always things to be worrying about and we need to make time for ourselves as parents so that we don't become resentful and that we have our own enjoyment and fulfillment and so kind of the aim really is that by decluttering and simplifying the mental load you're creating space for yourself does that make sense that definitely makes sense I think the actual I think the gift um example is a really good one because it's not just you I think that everyone does feel that way and I think even more so nowadays because people were in a cost of living crisis so especially what you said about how much money people can afford to spend on people's gifts and people have different values as well so you like do we get them a plastic present do we have to get them something that's environmentally friendly but if we do are they going to think that we're choosing like a naff gift (laughs) there's so many layers of it and it just goes on and on and on and it yeah. is, it, yeah, it must be different for each stage of parenthood because I think a lot of people expect to feel overwhelmed at first. We never had a baby before. Of course you're going to yeah. feel. But a lot of people expect that it's going to get easier. And it does get easier, but it also gets different. There's different yeah. levels of what is stuck in the mental load as your kids get older, as I'm finding out now, as we're coming up to around like ages of nearly five and two and we're completely out of the baby stage, but actually there's so much other stuff to fill in now, those gaps that we've made. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah, and I think also maybe not as your kids get older, or maybe maybe it is true, but you you kind of might feel like you have a bit more time. You're not as kind of deep in the the newborn and the toddler stages, and your kids may be becoming a bit more independent. And so you might want to explore taking some more time to yourself and like how does that look and I think we can forget what it is that we enjoy or what we want to do because we haven't focused on ourselves for three or four years and then we're like oh okay I don't really know 
what what it is I want to do and so yeah this kind of helps I think to to iron out and to find some like clarification on who we are now yeah that yeah that's such a good point I'd not thought of it from that way but that especially has been true for me I I've have got a bit more time now because they both go to bed at the same time and they both sleep through the night so it's like oh I have some time in the evenings so many times I sit down and I'm like I don't I don't know what to do I don't have no idea and I I recent I used to love crafting and cross stitching and recently like got all of my stuff back out but I genuinely haven't done it properly for a few years and I was like I don't even know what what to make now like and I used to just sit and I could make anything and it's been a real process trying to get back into that space because it was just not a part of my identity anymore but I wish that it was because it brought me so much joy but I guess because I wasn't doing any of this sort of work and I was so overwhelmed that I just I'd lost it really yeah yeah oh yeah I love that you've you've got it back out that's really (laughs) nice and then yeah and hopefully just like finding some time and yeah to focus on on you that's that's really nice Mm, yeah it's something that I think a lot of people just expect to go away and what what you're saying is that it doesn't have to. I think a lot of people just think I'm going to have a baby and my identity now will be mum or dad or parent or whatever. And Uh yeah, your whole life does change. It's a transformational, massive event, a massive shift. But you are still you as well. And there are the things that you enjoyed before, you're mostly going to still enjoy, unless that's obviously like partying every night. You're probably (laughs) going to have to give that up. But... (laughs) other things that like you can you can still do them you are still allowed to have fun yeah yeah and that's the that's what I love with decluttering in like a physical sense and it's so good to do it mentally as well because you're then like creating space to and even if you're not sure what it is you enjoy anymore just giving yourself the space to experiment or to get curious about things um but I think that that's that's something that we need in our lives you know we need space sometimes it might be empty space and that's okay it won't be empty forever yeah definitely and and so I don't I don't want you to give away your entire program on this podcast because that would defeat the point but um what sort of like small changes can you recommend that that you're happy to share (laughs) okay um yeah small Small is really good. Always start small. I think that my my probably biggest takeaway is really that trying to go big is is a problem, and we want to do it all. We want to be everything to everyone and have it all, you know. And you can't. So starting small is good. I am a big fan of journaling, so I think getting stuff out of your head is a really good place to start. Yeah, and identifying like what this is like the first step in the course is just like a physical declutter you've got to get everything out you have to do an inventory and take stock um and I think it's sometimes quite shocking when you get everything out on paper and you're like oh no wonder I'm feeling like anxious and tired because I've got all this going on and yeah I think just acknowledging that can be a really a really good place to start it it helps it's quite cathartic just writing everything down 
and being like really honest with yourself about about your thoughts and feelings because you know with things <laughs> things can come up that you don't necessarily feel that happy about or you feel upset that you're thinking that way or you have a judgment over it um but but that's okay and I think being honest with yourself and allowing yourself to explore the feelings about why why that's come up for you like why is that going around your head um even if like you know it's not going to get fixed straight away because some of these things have been in our heads for years I think it's fair to say I definitely still think about things that maybe I did when I was a mum at first and things that I worry has that affected you know them today or their friendships or piggy eating or anything like that and I'm still carrying that around with me and I, I don't love that I still think that but it's worth acknowledging it and being being true to yourself I think does that help? I feel like I waffled, Meg. <laughs> no, that wasn't a waffle at all. That, yeah, that really is really helpful. And Sorry. It, um, I definitely agree because I um, I also love journaling, but I didn't really get into journaling until I was, yeah, just feeling really overwhelmed. I had quite, well, I had really bad personal depression and I just thought I'm going to start journaling. And sometimes I would write like 10 straight pages and then I'd be like, okay. no wonder I'm stressed. Like there is 10 pages yeah. of things to get out of this brain. And um, yeah. and it just, and it, it just, it helps. It helps so much because afterwards, like you say, you're not necessarily fixing any of the problems, anything that you're worrying about, but just getting it down and giving yourself grace about it and being like, yeah. this is a lot, this is a lot for me to carry just helps and then you you instantly feel a bit lighter and you feel like right I've got it down now what can I tackle (laughs) yes yeah for sure and I think that I kind of see sometimes the mental load as like a airport um carousel you know when the luggage comes off yeah and it just goes round and round like at the supermarket it's just a straight conveyor belt and it goes on and it goes off and then it doesn't come back whereas the airport carousel I think is a good analogy because positives in the I guess like your cross stitch example like that cross stitch suitcase all you know it keeps going round and if you miss it it will it will come back round again and it has come back round for you like three years later you're picking it back up again and that's a really nice thought I think and then on the flip side of that you can actually choose to take things off the conveyor belt like you can choose not to worry about the birthday presents right you can yeah just make a decision I'm going to put 10 pounds in a card every every single birthday that's what I'm doing and you've taken that luggage that emotional energy and thought completely off and so I I like to picture (laughs) things in my life in nice colored suitcases going around the carousel and if it's not my season of life right now to start something that I love or, you know, like a little spark of an idea, it's okay because it will come back round. And I like that. 
Oh, I love that. <laughs> I absolutely yeah. love that. That's so cute. I am. Um, I want to start thinking about life because I'm the same. There's there's a lot of things that I that I want to do, or I have these grand ideas and I want to do it, and I'm like, I just don't have time, and then I beat myself up about it, and I'm like, why I should be doing it, but actually, just stick it on the carousel. It's fine. It'll yes. come back. <laughs> And it is, and that's really helpful as well. Because yeah, you can you can choose to take things off it. Like people take their luggage off. You can take yeah. it out if, if it's not serving you, and you yeah. don't need to worry about it anymore. Don't mm-hmm. worry about it anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I think that that's the part of getting it out onto paper is the first step in doing that. It's like release is releasing it. Yeah. And does that, so does that sort of parallel how you would work with physical decluttering as well? Do you sort of do an inventory and work yes. that way? Yeah, yeah. It's often, um, I was going to say it's often easier, but actually it's probably 50-50. Some clients are, are, you know, so happy just to get rid of stuff. Um, they're really in the zone. You know, they know that I'm coming. They know that this is the day they're going to get it sorted. Um, and they're, they're quite ruthless. Other clients aren't aren't in that headspace and find it quite difficult to part with things like they're emotionally attached or there's a lot of oh but you know I might need it and you know someone bought it for me and what what if they come round or I, I was planning on doing that at some point and so they're they're reluctant to get rid of things so yeah I, I guess it, it's the same it's this it's a similar process yeah getting it out and I think it's what I try to remind people is that you're not really choosing what to let go of you're choosing what to keep and what deserves to take up space yeah and I think that that's that kind of mindset shift instead of letting it focusing on letting it go you're focusing on what to keep and that that often helps people to to decide okay yeah you're you're right I'm you know, I'm giving up space and time and energy for this thing because I love it or (laughs) like, no, actually that's had enough of my time and energy for now. Thanks. It can go. Does that answer the question? Sorry. Yeah. But it's funny because when I asked that question, I was thinking, surely doing the decluttering, the physical decluttering would have a positive effect on decluttering the mental load and obviously I'm sure it does but actually yeah I was sort of putting that as that would be a first part of call but now you've answered it I'm thinking I can see how it is 50 50 you can't do one without the other really yeah and so do you think that from what you've seen and doing this sort of work can you see that there are wider effects on this so when we do declutter our mental load it's not just surely it's not just benefiting us having a bit of time to do some cross stitching like this is surely this is having wider effects on people's mental health people's family people's where they relate to the children and stuff like have you seen that that to be true yes yeah like I said it's in the two are intrinsically linked our physical environment and our mental headspace and so of course having less to think about therefore makes you feel like calmer and more like at ease I guess so I think that the wider effects can be that getting things down on paper means that you're quantifying it and I know that I have and certainly friends have had arguments 
you know, with their partner about jobs in the house. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, they're carrying, they're carrying the mental load. Yeah. But until you quantify it, it's really hard to explain what you do. And because we carry the emotional aspects alongside it, to us, the job seems bigger than just buying the birthday present. I'm going to go back to that. But actually, like, if you're writing it down, you kind of have actual data to present. You know, like, I am doing all of all of this. It's not just buying a birthday present. You know, you've got to think about it. You've got to go to the shop. You've got to wrap it. You've got to, you know, all of that stuff. You've got to buy the present that's aimed at the right age and their interests. And so that that has a wider effect on the family because then you're able to delegate and able to to share the mental load. I think there's a good book. I don't know if you've heard of it. It's called Fair Play. Oh, yeah. One of my clients actually mentioned that recently, but I've not read uh, it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd recommend it. It's quite good for, for just that process, really, of divvying up and being really, like, logical. You take all the emotion out of it um, in sharing the jobs that are done around the house. Yeah, it's, it's a good one. I'd recommend that. Yeah, um, I'll, add, I'll add it into the show notes for anyone that's oh, listening. Oh, yeah. In decluttering the mental load, you can also feel just generally like a bit lighter and breathing that sigh of relief like you would when you declutter a physical space and you get rid of all the clothes that you don't want anymore that you've been looking at that you hate and that don't reflect who you are and they don't fit and you're just like, yeah, it's gone, good, good riddance. You just, you have more headspace and that, that feels good. And then that obviously impacts everything because you're a bit more happier and more patient does that make sense yeah no that that completely makes sense and um I think that's something that probably a lot of people can relate to and especially if you are the parent that's more with the children and doing the sort of unseen tasks as well because I know that sometimes I'm I definitely do it sometimes my partner comes home from being at work all day and he's like I'm so tired and he's like and then he's like oh you haven't done the pots and he's not saying it in like a negative way but he's just making a comment like oh we need that for our tea or something and I'm like I haven't done the pots because I've done all day but really he's like okay because to him it looks like I've just sat around and played with the kids all day but actually there's a million things I've done which is why I haven't got around to washing the pots yeah it's relentless and it's about priorities as well and I think Mm. that the course really is aimed at also allowing yourself to acknowledge that you're allowed priorities and that you like I said you can't do everything all excellently and all the time I kind of finished the course with like an action plan I guess of how you can put everything that we've learned into like a daily or weekly plan so it might be like focusing on you know reading a book with your toddler you know taking a walk to the park and then it might also be hoovering the lounge because I think that it's really important to acknowledge the things that bring you joy and that have other impacts on your life. It's not just all about the to-do list all the time. Yeah. And I think in our relationship with the home is different to our 
relationship with our children and the job that we do. Does that make sense? I think we can get bogged down in our role and our job as a homemaker or being at home predominantly. And then the the line gets blurred between <laughs> what our responsibilities are. Yeah. Yeah. Because as well, I think that for a lot of us, having a like a tidy home does help with our mental load, I think. It does for me, like I understand yeah. that when we're playing, it's not going to be tidy. But if it's already started from a place of mess and chaos, it's just going to get worse. <laughs> so yeah. it's handy to try and keep on top of it. But it is about prioritising what you can control. Because when your kids yeah. are playing, it's messy. And so for me, sometimes there'll be pots from breakfast still sat in the kitchen at tea time. Because I haven't been yeah. in that room, because I've just not been yeah. in it. The door's been closed, and I haven't. And it's popped. It's popped into my mind in the day, and I thought I could maybe go and do the pots now. But that would actually mean that I would have to really rush my children out of the house, or we would have to get back from the yeah. park earlier. And actually, it's not that important. But to somebody yeah. else, but to my partner coming home from work, he's like, "How on earth have you not managed a five-minute job?" Yeah. Not that he would ever say that. I'm assuming that's what he thinks. Um, <laughs> But he's like, how have you not managed? It would take you five minutes to wash up these breakfast pots. And how have you not done it? But it's because to do that would mean taking away from somewhere yeah. else. Yeah, which you don't want to do. No. And that's, yeah, no, that's good. <laughs> it's good to just acknowledge that, though, and for that not to be a thing that you worry about. Take that off your mental load, like, oh, my partner's going to be annoyed with me because I've not done X, Y, and Z this whole process really is quantifying it all and giving yourself grace and allowing yourself to make time for what you want to do and also making time for what you have to do yeah and yeah and hopefully this like course kind of marries the two together in some sort of balance yeah because there's always going to be annoying jobs that you don't want to do I mean no one wants hardly anyone wants to sit and tidy except for you I mean you've made it your job (laughs) but no one no one else wants to do that we'll we'll leave it to you (laughs) (laughs) but not when you've got children to look after I think it's different in it because I'm the same when I go to personal jeweler clients houses I'm like I will hoover your floors I will wash up I will put your clothes away I will put the drying on I will look after your baby I'll do everything and then I come home and I'm like nope not for me (laughs) not today (laughs) yeah and then but that that kind of ties in there because so you you've trained as a personal doula as well haven't you yes I did I have um yeah I felt like the two went really well together and I was seeing clients who had babies and who were kind of in the you know the newborn trenches and the the physical environment really impacts obviously how we feel and it yeah it kind of felt like a good um like a good service to offer alongside it and also because of my own personal um like journey with it that it was my kind of third baby and I just everything just seemed so hard um I'd always like been able to manage I think and keep like fairly on top of things and feel sort of together with it all and then the third baby just I I was so I just felt so 
that life was so demanding mm. um and I just like like I said I just cr- like craved less stuff less things to do so that I had more I guess more time just to be with the kids like they were all at different stages as well with with the age gap like a newborn and then a three and a half four year old and then seven year olds they were all at really different stages and I was drowning honestly felt like I was drowning it was really hard and I I knew that because I've always been organized and tidy I knew that that was that was my way out of it I think um I think I probably had undiagnosed postnatal depression I had like a bad birth and that knocked me but I, I knew that like for some people it's exercise or meditation or you know that kind of brings themselves back but for me it was it was like having physical calm and order um and so the impact of decluttering and having less stuff the impact of that was so huge to me and I really needed that and so I guess the hope really was that if I could do that for other mums who also felt the same way that I did if I was able to help them then that you know that would just feel amazing to be able to help someone so yeah that that drove my decision as well to train as a postnatal doula yeah it really it really is so linked and I I really relate to what you're saying I I mean I only have two but I'm like no more that's enough (laughs) two two is enough because I felt the same I felt like their needs were so different and I was like how do I meet these two really different needs all of the time and still care for myself and sort of semi run a house like it just it felt it did feel like drowning that's exactly what it felt like at first and I obviously knew about doulas by that point I'd I'd done my training but we were in lockdown so I couldn't have one and that it was just sort of like like it would have helped like I know a hundred percent it would have helped and and like you said it's the same like that even if on paper, like sometimes I get home from doula clients, from person to doula clients, and I tell Ben to my partner what I've done, and he's like, "You've just come round and cleaned," and I'm like, "It's not, it's not that though. I've not just cleaned. It's so much more." Yeah. To you, it looks yeah. like just cleaning because you've never been in this position. Yeah. Obviously, he found it hard, and we had like a little one and stuff but it doesn't it's not the same is it as when you're the one at home and you're trying to breastfeed no, one and wipe another one's bum and make everyone lunch yeah. it's, it's completely different and I'm yeah. like it's not I, I've yeah I've cleaned but it's it's what that's given them it's given them space to sit and have a nap and then breastfeed their baby in peace and eat a nourishing yeah. meal without worrying yeah 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 <laughs> completely <laughs> And then, and so that's kind of my, the last thing that I wanted to ask was tying into the fact that, yeah, we're both, both doulas, both personal doulas was, do, do you think that this is something that would be worth people considering during pregnancy, like antenatally? Like, do you think that actually this sort of inventory um, is worth thinking about during pregnancy, setting, maybe setting boundaries about what comes into the home or what people's roles are going to be? Do you think that's sort of, is a good place to start? <laughs> yeah, I do. Yeah. Because I think oftentimes it's not until you're so overwhelmed with it that you realise there's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> um, and by that point, it's it can feel a bit late. So, yeah, like, like we said at the start, you know, when you're getting so much stuff and being told 
you know, you need this and people are well-meaning and give you all their stuff. But it's at that time that you don't, you don't have the wherewithal <laughs> to manage it. And, you know, you've got different sized clothes and you don't know what's, you don't know which way's up or down. And so I think that, yeah, it, it, it's a really good thing to be able to plan and to think like what, what's essential really. And then people like to buy presents, don't they? So it's, it's really hard. And I mean, we do it at at Christmas, you know, people want to buy presents for the kids and we'll say, Oh, you know, they're just, if we could have some money towards, you know, going out for the day or whatever, but they still buy a present because people just can't help themselves. (laughs) Um, yeah we do the same we're like just just we don't need anything or just get us like a second-hand book or give us some money to go towards like our holiday and then we still end up with a pile of stuff that they don't want or need yeah it's I think I think it's like a we need to do a collective movement as to a whole shift in that thinking in that way of thinking that actually buying them nothing is probably they'd be more grateful for that to be honest than having another sleep suit to add to the pile that they'll wear twice so yeah maybe thinking about things that you would like further down the line or you know thinking outside the box a bit more if you're buying presents for people like you know a starbucks voucher or something that they can spend on mat leave or money towards a baby massage group or Something like that. And I think if you're specific rather than just money in an envelope or, you know, you can say, I hope you find, you know, a nice little group to do or I don't know. Yeah. I think I think that there's ways that you can you can give presents that are specific without feeling like you haven't thought enough does that make sense if anything you've thought more yeah I was just gonna say I think that sometimes it's even more meaningful so um on the podcast with Alice the Suffolk doula we were talking about food obviously and we were saying actually a lot of people will just bring you loads of gifts but actually all you want as a new parent is like a nourishing warm meal that you don't have to cook yourself and so if someone just comes round with like a massive shepherd's pie or something and goes I've made you this I'm not gonna stick around I know that you've taken time you just had your baby but here it is like congratulations and they just leave it on your doorstep your doorstep that is so much more meaningful and caring for a new parent than barging in with gift bags full of stuff yeah 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 and it's so um time is so fast in that first year isn't it yeah that you get quite a lot of newborn stuff but then you know six seven months later they're at a completely different stage so yeah I think maybe also thinking ahead to that is also a good gift option yeah uh, we we got so many so many clothes and stuff that didn't even get worn because people bought yeah. us so much stuff in newborn and my first baby especially she was big she was like eight pound ten so she wore newborn okay. stuff for about two or three weeks and we just had so much stuff that people gave us that we were just giving away things that still had the tags on and it was and that was another job that I didn't really want to be doing like a couple of months into parenting sitting and sorting out charity shop bags of stuff or trying to sell stuff and you just you don't need it and it it does come from a good place and I mean I've probably done it I'm trying to think I've probably bought people 
baby grows and stuff like that because yeah. we just do it but like you say it needs to be a shift in everything yeah. and in it needs to be a sort of a movement where everyone goes actually is this thoughtful now or is this more I want to buy this gift so I'm gonna buy it uh-huh. right I'll let you get going now because we've been talking for like 45 minutes which it doesn't feel like every time I get to the end of a podcast I'm like how like is this me do I just talk too much <laughs> we've been talking for so long so I'll let you get going but before you do can you tell us where we can find out more about you and your services and if you have anything specific that's coming up and I'll link everything that you say into the show notes for people okay yeah thanks um so I am on Facebook and Instagram I'm at fee the family organizer and I have a website which is fee the family organizer.com um I have just launched virtual home organizing sessions which I'm excited about and I am in the process of recording decluttering the mental load as an audio workshop um I've done it like in person but I'd really like to have it as an audio course so that parents can listen to it um in like little modules I suppose steps I suppose they're steps um and kind of work through the course at their own at their own speed so that's that's something that's in the pipeline which I'm excited to get out Ah, that's amazing. I didn't know you was doing that. And that, like, that, I mean, that kind of ties in because that's another thing, isn't it? You're thinking, oh, I need to book onto that decluttering the mother, <laughs> the mental <laughs> load course. When am I going to fit that in? <laughs> now people can just listen. When you're stuck breastfeeding your baby or rocking someone yeah. to sleep, you can just stick your headphones in. That is a genius idea. <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> so, yeah, I'll, I'll, ch- I'll pop all the links to those things um, in the show notes. Oh, and where are you based, just in case anyone listening is nearby? Oh, I'm based, like, on the border of Northamptonshire and Leicestershire, so kind of can go either way. Perfect. So if anyone is nearby, you can get it in person. But, yeah, virtual, that sounds so helpful. Um, when that is all sorted, I'll update the show notes to link to that as well. Okay. Oh, thanks. No worries. Thank you again so much for coming on. Thank you, Meg. Thank you. Bye. Bye. So that concludes our chat about decluttering the mental load as a parent. I hope you feel both inspired to take some teeny tiny steps to creating mental space, but also heard by a fellow parent who also needs to implement these strategies too. Parenting is wonderful and beautiful and incredible and so, so fun, but it's also overwhelming and all-consuming at times, so decluttering the mental load is a really important part of some very necessary self-care that we all need. A huge thank you again to Fee for coming onto the podcast and sharing her time and knowledge. If you have any more questions, then come hang out on Instagram where I'm at the Dungaree Doula and Fee is at Fee the Family Organiser and let us know if you enjoyed the app. Do be sure to check out the show notes too for all of Fee's links and check back in the future to find out more about how you can listen to her course online. Thank you for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please do stick around, like, follow and subscribe. And if you have the time, please do leave a little review. It's really helpful for getting my podcast out there and in front of more people. So thank you. Speak soon. See you next week. Bye.